1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The Scottish FA brings forward a £1.5 million payment To help clubs during the football shutdown Partick Thistle say it's an ideal time to look at changing the structure of Scottish football And a Rangers legend has his say on new financial backing at Ibrooks. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy Yeah, delighted to be here um, Gordon in the middle of the, the coronavirus Trying to keep the programme going, taking calls Speaking about things, it's a sad state of affairs, the world changing um, hour by hour But we've still got some football um, To talk about And a lot of interesting things happened And of course what we all want to know But I think it'll take a few weeks Before it becomes clear is How do we finish this season In what way is it going to finish And how do we start the, the new season So there's interesting times ahead But quite sad as well Jim I feel like saying it at the start of every show And I think I will Because I make no apologies For repeating a point so important Clearly Football is not the priority at the moment But this is a football show We want yeah. to do our best We want to keep people company We want to be here for everyone And, and try and give some sort of football fix Because mm. my goodness We're all going to need something to keep us going yeah. uh, Over the next couple of months It goes without saying I mean you've been involved in the game A long old time in, mm. in various capacities This is just Like every walk of life It's like nothing we've ever seen before is it? Yeah I mean again you know, I've, I've been involved when there's been financial uh, turmoil When there's been obviously You get weather and all these sort of things And you know, it impacts football, but it impacts it for a period of time. And the thing is, generally speaking, most people know roughly what period of time um, that that will be, uh, you know, cover. In this particular case, it's, I think it's that it's the, it's the fact that there's no there's no end game. There's no there's no a line ahead that, that people can look at and say, all right, okay, when it gets to that point, we can then start to look forward. But for me, you know, in terms of all the the debate. About the the leagues and how do we how do we deal with it and where we're at this moment in time, I, I just think it's simplify it. It just has to be done when it's allowed to be done. So if it has to be put back for three months, start the next season three months later, you know. And then if you have to play midweek games to get that season completed, then do it because th- this is unique circumstances. So don't complicate it. Just whenever we're ready to play it. Play it and then get it done Sorry to make light of the situation But a sign of the times We've got nice big television screens in here And we're usually on the sports channels And watching whatever <laughs> action's coming in We've got Boris Johnson yeah. on the screen at the moment That sort of tells you that we, you know, We're doing a bit of a juggling act as well Unfortunately for Boris he's always on the screen try, Trying to maintain a bit of perspective Mark and, and keep an eye on what's happening Because there are more important things in football at the moment We all accept that But at the same time it's having a huge knock-on effect mm. And uh, I think we're already seeing Clubs starting to to worry, perhaps. I, look, look and, and rightly so. You know, you're, you're talking about we don't want to get political, but you're looking at the the Chancellor of the Exchequer yesterday pumping three hundred and thirty billion into the economy to keep businesses and small businesses and try to keep people in jobs and give them assurance even for people to make mortgage payments, uh, which could eventually affect us all uh, months down the line. And football clubs are no different. Yep. They need they need income as well. They can't survive on. Sponsorship or or um, from the, w- within their own club and out with in terms of their own uh, footballing authority. So yeah, there could be wage cuts in the horizon. There could be redundancies in the horizon because we don't know when we're going to get yeah. back. This is a a fluid situation. It's a moving story. But if we're just going to focus on football for a minute, like Jim, for my Tuppence worth, we have to finish the season at some point because we only have eight, nine, ten, eleven games to go, and therefore if we condense it. We could actually finish the season in three weeks 
So I think we find three week window at some point As soon as we're allowed to go back playing Finish it And if it means next season Has to be cut short to only three rounds of games Rather than four or whatever uh, then, then fine But we must finish this You can't allow us to go nine months yeah, and then it counts for nothing. Yeah. Uh, there are obviously some obstacles. It's not as easy as that, mm-hmm. and we'll look at them between now and eight o'clock. Also, um, I know that's the bit that's in the forefront of people's minds, but it is a moving story. We're going to try and, and sort of take it on a bit and look at some of the other things that are happening. Maybe even some of the the encouraging things that are happening in the footballing world at the moment to try and see people through this dark time. In terms of today's news, the story has moved on. A bit financially The Scottish FA is announcing that It's going to advance payments due to clubs To help alleviate the damage Of the current shutdown Games across the country as you well know Have been suspended Leading to a natural concern About the lack of income generated on match days Now the advance from the governing body Will see £1.5 million Distributed amongst clubs Within the next 24 hours So that that's the key part This is not Free money There's, there's no, no such thing It was money that Would have been due Down the line the the Later in the year But it's going to be made In the next 24 hours Jim Which tells you How much Certain clubs Need it Well I think every club Needs money But uh, obviously There's some You know More desperate than others um, the, the only thing about this one I think it's to do With the club licensing Structure yes. isn't it So therefore it's not As the top clubs Will get a certain amount and it all filters down kind of evenly. It's all over the place in terms of how much you could get and uh, uh, you know in terms of your club licensing and status. So uh, yeah, but listen, any money this moment in time um, given to the football clubs will be warmly welcomed and much needed. There is no question about that. But as I said, it doesn't mean that uh, all the problems will yeah. go away. Uh, like anything else, you know, we're, we're, you know, every time you, you plug a hole, another one opens up. So we just have to try and keep uh, keep uh, it's, it's everyone trying to work this hard together to keep all our clubs and all our players. I mean, uh, and, you know, the, I always think that you know, Matt was saying there about the the government used to give three hundred fifty billion, but almost as if football is a different. <laughs> you know, the, the people treat us differently. You know. The clubs need it. We, you know, we we keep people employed. We keep people healthy. Uh, we bring a lot of money into communities. There's a lot of uh, you know things that, that football, particularly as I said, everyone looks at the very top, the, the real cream at the top. They think, oh, that's full of money, but that's not the case for the vast, vast majority of football mm-hmm. in the country. And you know, and I think we have to we have to you know understand that and try and help us. Um, keep all these clubs afloat Yeah Jim is right So the funds Are going to be paid out For clubs who meet The Scottish FA's Licensing requirements And to club academies The ones that are obviously Set up to produce The young players uh, For the professional game Now some breaking news Which is Breaking literally Just as we were walking Through to the studio um, I think the Daily Record And now the Scottish Sun Running with the story That Hearts players and staff Have been asked to take 50% wage cuts in a bid to save the club from financial meltdown, um, and Budge has taken, uh, reportedly taken these extraordinary cost-cutting measures because there are natural fears as to what's happening during this shutdown. Um, you know that includes Daniel Stendel, coaching staff, clubs, players to accept the same wage drop as everyone working for the club. Now, that's one of our biggest clubs, Mark Guidi. Yeah. I know that that moving towards fan ownership and so on, but that is one of our biggest clubs. One of our Biggest and finest football institutions So if anyone was under any illusions About how this would impact financially on football Three, four days in We've got prime example Yeah and that, that's not be the first of many uh, Clubs Gordon having to go down the same um, route And uh, you know You've got to trust the judgement And it won't You know listen None of us would like to take a 50% wage cut But if it means survival uh, In the short to medium term 
then you're going to have to do it. I don't know what, what the PFA would make of it uh, in terms of does that allow you to, to leave? But listen, who's going to take on extra players at this moment in time? Nobody can afford to do it. You might, we might not be playing football for another three or four months for all we know. So um, listen, it, it, it's really unfortunate. But if it safeguards the long-term future of Hearts, and bearing in mind as well, and Budge's got a duty to the to the Hearts supporters who have pumped millions into the club uh, in the past six or seven years to look after the club properly. And what she doesn't want to do is is hand over the club um, when it's you know millions and millions in debt with the, the threat of closure. So this is obviously yeah. a measure that has to be taken. It's unfortunate, but as long as it safeguards Heart of Midlothian Football Club, that's the most important thing. And that's where players then do get put in a position. That, you know, mm. it's it's my understanding you. you you can't force that on players. Obviously, no. that that has to be done by by agreement with the club. And then you you know you're you're putting people in a very difficult position because football is an emotional business, and all the fans turn up and say, "Well, well I, I would do it. I would do it." You know, it's yeah. my club. Players are like every other human. Mortgages to pay and and all the rest of it. So, Hearts fans, anyone else? In fact, because I think we're all we're sort of all in this together, really, aren't we? This is not really about what team you support. I know it will be at times, but I think everyone can. Sort of club together mm. What do you make of that news Coming out of Tynecastle tonight How concerning is it Particularly for you Harps fans But anyone else Who wants to have their say as well 01419511025 Sorry Gordon I, was, I don't know how many years ago Exactly It would have been about Seven or eight years ago When Harps were in real financial mm. trouble Just yep. after your Time here Jim Kind of post Just right post Romanov And it was like Ian Black I think it was a famous story Went out and mm. painted and decorated Made so an, an extra few quid Which would be fine But see at the moment In the current climate there's no jobs to go to. No. There's nothing is, to is go to to try and make up the income. Gordon, is it saying about the payments? Are they going to be deferred? In other words, you know, will players get the money back if mm. they if they take? I a, don't you know. know. A we're a bit, we're a bit short on on yeah. detail at the moment. But anyone who who refuses or, or doesn't want will, will be offered the termination of right. of their contract. Right. Okay. Where, I um, say, where do you go? Nobody will be hiring yeah. players. Who's going to take it? I, I, I can assume because I mean, I'm, you know, to look at it from the the, the bleakest scenario. If if. 20 players turn to and say okay we'll just cancel our contracts then Hearts have no players if the league goes back again then what do you do? Mm. they're relegated that will, that will put mm. them on the brink you know yeah. what I mean so uh, yeah I mean it's a very very difficult situation there's there's no as you said fans will look at it from the, the, their emotive passion and sense how they feel about their clubs but a lot of these players are not Hearts fans you know, they're just trying to earn a living Right, give us your reaction to that on tonight's show 01419511025 Harps fans in particular, how worried are you? Uh, and of course, like I say, I think we are all in, all in this together So football fans of all clubs, get in touch Paul's a St Mirren fan from Paisley What's on your mind tonight, Paul? Well, what Jim says was The three months, I think we can afford to go the three months And then start the three months later But that breaking news here I think this has got to filter down to every club in Scotland It's going to remember, the working man's going to lose his job and he's going to be laid off if this carries on him, it's worth. He's not going to get, you know, I was reading today, if you're laid off, you're in and you can get £118 such as sick pay. You know what I mean? That's less than his wages. That's less than 50% of a working man's wages. So I think he's got to follow down all that road. You know what I mean? And if you're, you're playing football, the, 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 the heart's wages are going to be a little more than, you know, a working man's wages. Think of the wee teams like East Fife and Stenhouse, we all know that. These boys are going back like, These boys might not get another job You know what I mean In our club Yeah I mean and th That is the thing that This is never about Pretending that football Is worse off than anyone else It's, it's never going to be about that I always want to make that clear Near the start of the show um, And this is I'm always a little bit Uncomfortable talking about Players wages really Jim mm -hmm. Because and it's, it's all relative You know you, you can't say 
you know, if if you're at Hearts, you know you can afford a wage cut. But if you're at East Fife, you can't. You know, it's all relative. I mean, and let's let's maintain some perspective. A lot of the Hearts players will be more comfortable than you, their mm. average man in the street. But we're not talking Barcelona, Man no. City, Man United wages here. You know, so players with families, regardless of who you are, it's a horrible situation to be in. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what what you earn. I mean, if, if Paul and uh, it's quite right, you know. I mean, you know, you you look at anybody that's losing their jobs. It's, it's the devastation of being, you know, possibly losing your job. You know, you've got a family to support. Um, you know, you've, you, you, as I said, your own uh, personal uh, mental health. You know, and all these kind of things. Your confidence factor, you, and also you don't know what else to do. You know, you're a footballer. You know, that's what you do And there's no other football It's not as if you can leave And say, well, I'll join that club Which is generally the case If there's a, a financial impact on football clubs You get you leave But there's another Hundred and odd football clubs That you might Depending on what level you're at Have a chance yeah. of joining This moment in time There's nowhere else So if, if footballers do lose their jobs there, there, there is nowhere They're absolutely in limbo So, yeah, I mean, listen It doesn't matter what you earn It's the devastation of losing your job No matter wh- where you work is horrific And uh, as I said At this moment in time Hearts have made a call To protect their football club Just a bit but, more detail Sorry Just whilst it's breaking Like I say This is hot off the press So to speak um, It is a 50% wage cut Offered to players and staff Although no one's full time salary Will fall below the living wage um, I, I'd imagine that applies more to Non-playing staff, if you like, because yeah. a fifty percent cut of a footballer's wage wouldn't wouldn't put you in danger of that. I, I can't imagine. Uh, and just to reiterate, staff and players alike who feel unable or unwilling to accept will be offered the option of contract termination. So talk about stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, yeah. but but then there's the other part. So you're offered it. No, I don't. I I can't afford to take a fifty percent yeah. cut. Not just now. Or I don't want. And it. I don't want <laughs> to leave. What are you going to do? Unless you put the club in administration, what are you going to do? And as you say, you know, if if if, if you're saying you're mad, I can't. I'm saying, well, actually, I'm not going to do it either. Then if you're letting him away with it, I don't mean letting him away no. with it. But if he's all right to keep going with full money, and so am I. Yeah, I think it's. it's I mean, we, we know that all these things are, are are an impossible situation for football clubs because. And Budge has got a duty to keep hearts going mm-hmm. as, 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 a, as a going concern, as a business, as a football club. And, you know, her, her as you know, his owner, she, she's trying everything she possibly can. My surprise with hearts is, is it's come so quickly, you know, within such a short period of time. And for so much, even thought yeah. maybe 20% or something yeah. kicking up, yeah, so, but to so, rate so, 50 so, half so, wages. So, you know, you'd have to look and think they must have been in you know, real financial t- turmoil anyway, but we don't know these things because it's such a short time since since this has happened. And to take such a, as you say, a harsh, a harsh cut, um, you know, really, really severe because Hearts have a lot of scene tickets. They've got a lot of money in, you know. So there's a, there's been a lot of money already in the club, which must have been spent. So it's um, yeah, it's a tricky. But as Paul mentioned, I, I I don't think Hearts will be the last one um, by any stretch of the imagination mm. to go down this route. Paul Johns come back in. What what other thoughts you got for us? I would like to just say. See the players that they leave and they decide, right, okay, I'm not going to leave. Where can they go before the 9th of June? Because mm-hmm. yeah. they can't sign another club, do they, can they? No, but the, even if a club wanted to take them, you know, as you say, they can sign, but they can't play until next season. Um, but you're right, Paul, in terms of, um, you know, there'll, there'll be a few players, a few top players, of course, if they decide to take it. I'm sure there's always top players in demand Even if clubs did sign them and, and say Okay, we'll, we'll have you for next season We're getting a player, top player for nothing really um, th- th- There will be a few But there'll be an awful lot of players That won't happen to 
you know, a lot of young players, a lot of squad players, if you want to call them that, guys who are not familiar names. And and they, they could be lost to the game because by the time months and months come round, you know, there, there could be there could be hundreds of players mm. in a similar situation. Uh, let's speak to Jerry in Kilwinning. What's on your mind tonight, Jerry? Hi, Gordon. Um, well, obviously that news about Hearts is, is very concerning. Even as a Celtic fan, I don't want to see other clubs in trouble, but the way things are going, it, it does look like uh, that, that may happen. Um, but my point is, is, in relation to this, I know this is going to come back to the old firm rivalry thing, but the null and void brigades, I really do feel are quite distasteful in the way they're going about this whole thing. And I include Alex Ray, and I know Alex isn't here to defend himself, so I'm not going to slag him off too much, but Basically, it does seem to be their top priority right now, more than anything else, is to simply stop Celtic being champions. Now, no matter what happens this season, I think we can all agree Rangers will not be the SBL champions. So, if the season is null and void, this season, domestically, will still be another disaster for Rangers. Steven Gerrard will have failed once again to actually win anything in Scotland. So, for me, it's nothing more than a cover just to basically mask his failures. He will have failed again. Uh, he was brought in to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row. He failed to stop them winning, well, 8 in a row. He would have failed to stop them winning 9 in a row. When does actual serious questions get asked of him by people in the media? I know it's a football question, probably isn't the most important thing right now, but when do serious questions actually get asked of what Steven Gerrard... The, the, only, thing I'm, the only thing I'm a bit confused about, Jerry, is you, you sort of, you sort of come on... Having a go accusing other people of potentially being a bit too partisan in, in their opinions of, of the way things should be, and then proceeded to show that you're very much the same, just on the opposite side of the fence. I listen. I don't deny that, Gordon. I'm a Celtic fan, and I want to see Celtic do well. But I, I, I don't take back my point about how I feel that the. You look at that Rangers statement the other day from Stuart Robertson talking about we we don't want to see uh, games without fans now. We all know right now, closed-door games aren't even possible, but certainly 50,000 fans attending a stadium for games isn't going to happen. So why even bring that up? They know perfectly well they can't play in full stadiums, but they say, well, we don't want to see football happen without the fans. It's not going to happen anyway, so why even mention it? Well, to be fair, I don't think there has been a decision whether it's going to happen or not, and the PFA feel quite strongly... Uh, against it we're, kind of, we're covering a lot of ground here We're sort of talking about The destination of the title Criticism yeah. of Stephen Gerrard I don't know What do you guys think? Well I, I would say I, I, mean, I think um, Celtic are 80% there I think I said that on record A couple of weeks ago Before that the, this um, unexpected uh, Halt to the season um, Happened You know um, Bearing in mind Rangers and Celtic Are still to play each other twice So I don't think we can say Beyond all doubt It's not a Liv- For me it's not a Liverpool Scenario but Celtic do have a healthy lead. That's why I'd say they're eighty percent there. Um, but for me, it's not all. It's, it's not all about Jerry. It's not also all about Celtic. And the story for me is not about how Stephen Gerrard fail. You want to bring that and to have a pop at Stephen Gerrard. What about who goes down? What about Dundee United trying to come back up? Would it be fair if the season stops now and Hearts go down, or the season stops now and it counts for nothing and Dundee United don't get up or Wraith Rovers don't get up or Cove Rangers don't get up Wraith Rovers are one point clear that's not right so listen this is about Scottish football not just about Celtic Mm. or Rangers this is about Scottish football and for me what we don't want to do is dive into make a decision we technically still have nine weeks of the season to run 
Now we're going to overspill for sure But like I said earlier Will you bear in mind that most games are 9, 10, 11 Maybe 12 at the very most We could cram that into three weeks So even if we're up and running for the start of June We'll finish it by the end of June The problem is need though to go on, We don't look like being anywhere near ready to be up and running Nowhere, nowhere near it at the start of June Nowhere near hey, it Even if it isn't Listen it's 10 weeks away Gordon yeah. How do we know I don't Listen I'm no. only saying how do we know well, How can, well, how can do, we forecast yeah, the next 10 weeks Fair enough you don't have to take my word no. for it But the outline from UEFA yesterday yeah. is You know where mm-hmm. possible Round off domestic competitions by the end of June mm-hmm. The playoffs for the Nations League and so on And then Ian Maxwell Straight off the back of that meeting mm-hmm. comes on, Comes on and admits I don't think it will happen yeah, in terms of the international game, not having the domestic, no, domestic stuff, finished domestic by the stuff as well. I, I don't, mm. I don't think so either. But, but regardless of what it is, it was July, August. Then you yeah. don't, you don't start the season, you finish the season. So what, that's what about player contracts? That seems to be the obvious yeah, obstacle. I, yeah, there, there, there are uh, things that the SPFL, the SFA in particular, will have to look at in terms of con- contracts, in terms of the transfer window, and all these things. But I think these are administrative things you can get round. You know, you can turn around and say to clubs like, okay, we will allow you. An extra two months on the players' think contract. Think a player would go for that though, in the risk of well, again, as I said, the, the vast so majority, of the, certainly the bigger clubs, will have players on contracts. They, they, there's very, very few of them will, will say we'll run out of contract. And if they want to finish the season, um, then I think as I said, to me, contractual things can be resolved. I think okay. the administrative stuff can be resolved. It's more about the timing, and the timing doesn't have to be the beginning of June. Just get the season mm. finished Jerry. thanks for getting in touch Hearts fans still looking for you to get in touch Massive news coming out of your club 50% wage cuts offered to players and staff What do you make of it? 01419511025 Partick Thistle are in a very interesting situation At the bottom of the championship We'll hear from their chief executive next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboards. Everyone I've met in the last couple of days, uh, what are you going to talk about on Super Scoreboard? How on earth are you going <laughs> to manage on Super Scoreboard? And even if we didn't have anything to talk about, we would make it up because we won't, well, not make it up, you know what I mean? We would, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we would come up with something because we want to try and keep people company. It's going to be a really difficult few weeks, but. I think what we are seeing is actually this story is moving and it's moving all the time and two minutes before we come on air news tonight that Hearts have offered staff 50% wage cuts now lots of reaction coming in on Twitter we're still looking for your help on the phones um, let's just pick a couple at random what we got uh, Corey Roberts says I've went from being gutted about football and possibly missing out on nine in a row to not giving a single about it Lives are at serious risk I hope all clubs work together To help each other Through this difficult time I know some Celtic fans Disagree But Stuff is getting real A few wee sweary words I had to uh, edit there And Krug says I made this point today How are they going to finish The league when teams Will have to cut staff And players It sadly won't be The last club uh, The club with the biggest Wage bill in the country Shouldn't be so quick to gloat I don't I don't think any club is gloating um, That's for sure um, 01419511025 on the phones Let's speak to Jamie in Irvine Hi Jamie Hello First time caller How are you doing? Not bad Jamie what's, what's serious enough to make you pick up the phone for the first time then? Well it was just to see why the, the heads are game And they showing any leadership And calling in all the chair people To see what they're running clubs, clubs are well, the government are offering me loans. That's what they should be looking at to cover their costs. And the lawyers and things should be sitting down with these contracts so they can get a count here. 
think we've we lost Jamie. I, th- I think we've lost Jamie at the moment. Um, I got the gist of what he was saying. Jim was about trying. What the start of it was leadership, lack of leadership yeah. from from the Scottish FA. I'm not going to sit here and say they're doing all the. Ca- I, I I don't know I, because it is unprecedented. I couldn't possibly say that there's not more that could be done. However, today. They have announced that they're going to bring forward that £1.5 million payment that was due later on in the year. They've brought it forward. It's going to be paid within 24 hours. So I'm not sure you can just lash out and say, you know, there, there's no leadership. There clearly are efforts being made there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that all of the, you know, the, the clubs will have had uh, representation to the SPFA or the SFA or whatever, um, you know, who determines where the money goes. But the, the, the thing is, they can't do end just now because the season hasn't finished. So if the season restarts, you know, then obviously some of that funding might be required further down the line. But at the moment, they've made an interim payment, as you say, from from uh, to, from the club license and academy scru- uh, structure. So that's something that will help a little bit. And I'm sure as the weeks go on and they realise then this is going to be a lot longer than we, perhaps we anticipated, I think then there will be... Uh, you know, some more financial aid given to clubs. So I, I, I'm sure the clubs have been in consultation with the governing bodies, but we can't just all just hit it with a sledgehammer within yeah. a few days. I mean, Mark, there's there's no rule book for this. And how long how long have you been in this show? How long have we all supposedly been aware that Scottish football is not awash with money? Yeah. So uh, yeah. where is it all supposed to come from to just start you know bailing everyone out? No, I, and as for government intervention, as, as Jamie wants. Yeah, I mean, footballers are, are, are like everyone else But, you know, we're trying to sort out the full country, the full world at the moment So, yeah. <laughs> one step at a time We're here to talk about football and that's ultimately what we want to do But we can't lose sight of the bigger picture That this is, as, as the Prime Minister and everybody in authority said This is the biggest thing to hit this part of the world And the world over since the, the, the World War, 1939 and 1945 So, you know, listen, we'd like to get football sorted We hope everybody comes out yet safe and well and clubs don't go to the wall but ultimately we're, uh, yeah. there's a bigger picture here but I know we're here to talk about the football uh, 19 years I've been on the show now Gordon and um, I've never known uh, a phone in like it for, for, uh, for three nights it's just it's really really weird and I just hope that um, the world gets back in a better place but football is up and running in the next Seven or eight weeks let's, let's hear from Partick Thistle Chief Exec Jerry Britton He says Now is the time To change the shape Of Scottish football To help every club It does remain unclear When we'll return Everyone knows that Thistle Are in a very Interesting situation Because they're Bottom of the championship But they've got A game in hand mm. I mean One game less Played than their rivals um, Britton says They obviously need to Look after themselves But the game as a whole We know that We're in a Far from ideal Position Given the circumstances and, and given where we, we currently sit in the, the league, the ideal scenario being that the league's restarted and the, the the season takes its course it looks very unlikely that that will be the case now so I think that it gives the, the game a, a great opportunity to, to look at the, the bigger picture rather than just looking at it from certain teams' perspectives look at what would be, it gives us an opportunity to maybe restructure for the good of the game, for the long-term good of the majority of the, the teams within the game and hopefully all the clubs within the game will appreciate that and work towards a, a consensus. We've spoken to uh, a number of clubs across the last few days who 
appreciate the predicament that everybody's in and appreciate that for the long-term good of the game there, there will have to be compromise across the board to try and ensure that the game continues to function and the, the clubs that need a helping hand at, at this stage are, are, are given that. A lot of focus goes on Celtic at the top and Hearts at the bottom of the Premiership. Are Partick Thistle not the perfect example of the difficulty that would lie in calling it a day in awarding places? Surely you can't get a better example than that. They might be bottom, but they've got a game in hand. Yeah. How on earth do you fix that? Yeah, I mean, again, that's exactly it, uh, Gordon. You know, the, the you know people talk about whether it's fair or not. There, there's a perfect example. It, it just wouldn't be. So that's the reason why I don't think you can have a null and void season. But... Um, you know, from Jerry's point of view, you know he's very articulate. Jerry, very clever man, and uh, you know he's he's obviously looking at from maybe a, a kind of broader perspective. Again, I do, I personally don't think it's the time to look at this. I think there's enough, um, you know, of, enough of a serious scenario just now that we have to totally focus on getting through this period over the next few months. To and then, if a year a year or so's time, if everything's back to normal. You know, then then look at you know a restructuring situation. But for me, it's not the time. Mm-hmm. For me, focus totally on, you know, saving as many clubs, keeping as many people employed. You know, get getting the season finished. You know, there's so many things that I think mm-hmm. are, are are much more of a priority at this moment in time rather than a, a restructuring of the of the leagues because I think I think that can be done at, at any given time really. And particularly I mean, when people are a little bit calmer as well And there's not the same yeah. pressure Financial pressure that, that there is at this moment in time We could talk for probably a week mm. You know on, on league reconstruction You remember that? Well, yeah, you know, yep. yeah. But in a, in a very condensed version Is a solution to our coronavirus football problem is, is that a realistic solution To change the number of teams within a league Or would you like to see it resolved somehow With the current number of teams in each league? Uh, I'd like to see it resolved With the status quo just now and then as Jim said I don't think we've got enough trying to focus on how to work out what we're going to do with this season without looking at, at, at restructuring yeah but some people obviously feel they go that. hand in hand so they, they, they sort of compromise not, not for me at the moment they don't Gordon um, two months down the line yeah maybe if, if there's something but at the moment no I think but I think we need to stay hopeful that we'll find a way of finishing this season and I always think as well too that we kind of take the lead from what happens down south now A do you think down south that, that they'll declare the season null and void and not give Liverpool the title? Do you think they'll say, well, the season ends now and we'll give Liverpool the title and uh, who is it, Norwich, Villa and Bournemouth are going down or whoever the bottom three are when Villa have got a game in hand yeah. as well or something like that? No, do you think they'll say the season's no finished, there's no promotion or relegation, so Leeds United are they getting West up? Brom. Or West Brom are <laughs> they getting up? Or, or, or whatever, all that. So, no, like, like I said, if, he, if we spun it round and we're only 10 games into the season, and this was happening in September, October, we would say fine. But when there's only 8, 9, 10, 11 games to go, yep. it's not too much to ask to find a two or three week window to finish the current season whenever that may be. Let's speak to Jerry in Blackhill. He's got a question, I think, about Ann Budge and Hearts reacting to the news that they have requested or, or offered, whatever the right word is, a 50% wage cut for all staff. Jerry, what do you think? Hi. Good evening, panel. I, I, I would just like to ask a few questions, if that's possible. Sure. Anne Bundy's come out in Monday evening and says if hearts are relegated, that she would maybe take it further actions, legal actions. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was Monday evening. Now she's come out and saying 
to a plain staff, can you take a 50% reduction in your wages to all staff? Mm-hmm. Why didn't she state that in one evening reporters came, came out and said this ridiculous statement which she's made? This virus has caused mayhem in the Scottish football, not only Scottish football, but British football, worldwide football, and worldwide. I can't understand why she's come out today and asked her staff to take a reduction, whereas she was quite happy to be prepared to spend money on legal costs if hearts were to be relegated. Can you give me an explanation for that panel? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, again, Jerry, I, I get to where you're coming from if you're prepared to put your hand in your pocket to, to defend your, your club's right to, to, to continue the season, uh, but you're not prepared to, to pay the wages or you don't have the, the resources or the finance. Yeah, I get the, the kind of conundrum there of, you know, where, where, where do you, you prioritise your finance? But I think, as I said, things can change on a daily basis in this particular situation, perhaps... Um, and thought that it was going to be resolved sooner, uh, and, and then realised well this this isn't going to happen now for a, for a number of months, um, and and then thought wait a minute we don't have enough money, and it's also I would guess a fraction of the cost perhaps um, you know to take to ask for legal um, a legal proceedings as opposed to the amount of money that they're going to save. Yeah, I can't imagine and, you know, they're comparable. Big comparable. So, you know, in terms of saving for, for, for right across the board, it's not just the players, it's the staff as well. So, listen, she's got a duty to, to look after hearts. That's the first thing, Jerry. She, and, and therefore, to answer your, you know, the first question, she was trying to defend hearts' position to try and stay in the league. I get that. So, she, she's going to do everything she can possibly can. The second part is keep hearts going as a going concern, as a business, as a football club. That has to be more longer term, and she's now asking the players and the staff to take that uh, cut mm. in their salary. And I'm sure they'll be asking the fans once again, like Wraith Rovers have done, like Patrick Thistle are doing, to say, Look, can you help? And, and I always feel for supporters because supporters are asked time and time again, Can you help us out? And uh, this will be another time, I'm sure, that um, they'll be asked yeah. to go to the well. Because that, I know it's not easy, Mark, but I sometimes wish for, for the. That you could sort of take the take the identity of the people away, take the club that they represent away, and, and, and try and treat everyone the same. Because I don't think you can point a finger at Anne Budge or at Hearts for this idea of threatening legal action. Surely, whatever team was at the bottom of the league, uh-huh. faced with the prospect of being relegated before the season finished, would have done the same. Yeah, they, they, every single team. She has a duty to act in the best interests of her football club, her management, her players, and her supporters. And if she thinks the best course of action is to launch a legal challenge, then she's quite right. She's absolutely right to go and do that, for sure. You know, if she thinks her club's been treated unfairly yeah. in any way and she wants to go legal, yeah, she's absolutely right. We've got some travel, but I do want to let Jerry back in, so make it semi-brief if you can, Jerry. I'll, I'll make it very brief. I'm not just speaking about Hearts Football Club. I'm just speaking about the way that she's come out and put that in front five or six days later. I'm not I'm not disputing. I think every every Scottish club, premiership, all the way down the divisions, deserve maybe a bit of aid of the government, whatever the case may be. But for to come out the statement after the statement she made on Monday, I think it's ludicrous. I think it's ludicrous. 
the way she's come out, it's as if I know she's looking after her own club, but she's sort of a going round the mill Mulberry bush. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you to Jerry in Blackhill. Keep your calls coming. We are very short on actual football, live football this week, this month uh, at the moment. Uh, so let's take a look back at some of the famous Scottish footballing moments that happened on this day. We'll do that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The breaking news this evening is that Hearts players and staff have been asked to take a 50% wage cut with the club having to take these measures, obviously, due to the coronavirus outbreak and the football shutdown that's followed. Anyone who um, doesn't want to take up that offer or doesn't feel like they can. Will be offered a contract uh, termination Hearts have outlined their, their cost-cutting um, measures I'm just scanning through again to see if there's anything uh, that we've missed So yeah, asking full-time employees, managers, coaches, players, player backroom staff With effect from the beginning of April To accept that 50% cuts with the following caveats No one's full-time salary falls below the living wage um, So in other words, if the 50% reduction would take the salary below £18,135 That's what it would be set yeah. at Like I say This is probably Mostly for Maybe younger players Or or backroom staff um, We cannot say How long these measures Will be in place But we will Continuously review The situation um, So yeah Worrying times At Tynecastle Keep your thoughts coming Just for a little Light bit of relief <laughs> If there is such a thing You two are joining us For the first time since the shutdown we're, we're starved of the real stuff Aren't we We're starved of the action So we've decided that Around this time every night We're going to do an On this day We're going to look back At some of Scottish football's Biggest moments that happened On this day In previous years Because nothing's happening On the pitch on this day This year So let's see what we've got In the past See if these um, Jog your memory At all Quite a few We even had, we even had um, Gordon DL's birthday on Monday nights So we, we set the bar right. pretty low mm-hmm. And we're going to see If we can get more exciting stuff As the week goes on uh, where will we start? Let's go. Let's start most recently this time, 2017. On this day, a momentous day for you Rangers fans. Pedro Cachinha took charge of the team for the first time. Yeah. On this day, 2017, a four-nil win. How quick a year goes. Two, th- three uh, years. No, three years. Really? A year goes really quick. But three years is even quicker. <laughs> a four-nil win against Hamilton mm-hmm. Ackies. Mm-hmm. Emerson Hindman, remember him? Yes, yeah, American. Clint Hill. Martin Waghorn, Lee Wallace with the goals mm-hmm. uh, We're going a bit further back Kilmarnock fans, you did not think I was going to miss this out, did you? Kilmarnock beat Celtic 12? Yes, League Cup final Goal scorer, name him Oh, it was a Dutch guy nah, oh. I think, is he Belgian no, or Belgian, Dutch? Uh, yeah. Van, um, oh God nah, Belgian, uh, I can see him I can never remember his name Who is it? He's got a treble barrel name or something Dieter Van Pornhout It's on your lips every commandant fan <laughs> No one else <laughs> in the country What was it about five minutes from time or something yeah. Headled Kenny the ball Shields home manager, yep. wasn't he? Close range What a day that was Well of course It was well. a really yeah. tra- It ended in tragic circumstances yeah. didn't it So it was a really um, strange day for commandant fans oh, Probably, really, The team couldn't get to really celebrate it Properly because of what happened yeah, to, to Liam's right. father It's yeah. just was tragic But for the football club A, a great day and a, and, a, and a great memory There's something about Kilmarnock and League Cup finals On this day Because yeah. in 2007 They get beat 5-1 off Hibs oh, Remember that yeah. one Stephen Fletcher with a double yeah. uh, And is in that, 2001 they that John Collins Sorry Is that John Collins team? Yes 
uh, 2000, I think it was anyway 2001 They also lost the League Cup final This time to Celtic A Henrik Larsson hat-trick mm-hmm. In the final of uh, the Did, League Cup uh, final that year Chris so Sutton get red-carded in that game? I can't remember I'll bow to your <laughs> superior knowledge I think you might have a couple of young footballing birthdays on this day Today uh, The McCrory twins Ross and Robbie right. Turning 20 Both of them are 22 by the way Yeah both of them yeah. Both of them are you sure? Yeah, both Definitely them, yeah. both of them And uh, Jake Hasty, um Also Rangers Former mother winger 21 He's yeah. even younger 21. Happy birthday So there we go uh, the, the, big, the big one was is, You know From another part of the country But uh, Dundee United beat uh, um, Barcelona 2-1 In the new Camp On this day So therefore I think that um, that's that's one that I think in Scottish. I think that, I think that gets top prize. Scottish, Scottish football history has to go up as one of the yeah, best yeah. results ever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we beat Barcelona. Can you imagine trying to explain no. that to someone of of my age or yeah. or, or potentially mm. you know the the younger yeah. generation of football the fans. In the new camp. <laughs> in Ian the new Fer- camp. Uh, Ian Ferguson, Ian Ferguson and John, John Clark. Yeah, scored. Yeah, they both uh, mm. both scored. Oh, just to throw something different in, but I'm, I'm telling everybody about this because. Mm. Uh, I was about Ian Ferguson, ex Clyde St Mirren mm-hmm. Rangers, Scotland, is uh, home from Australia just now, and uh, I was working with him Q and A the other night, and he said something during it. I've never heard anybody say Jim, but it's like a, you know, it's it's indicative of modern times for me. I think you know exactly. Talk about it as a manager, Gordon, but he said something. Else. They were talking about back in the, the old days, obviously, and he said when he used to get into his work every day at Rangers, he had to go in. And the one thing is when I need to please I need to impress my manager Well it was Graham Sunnis at first And then Walter Smith after that I said that was it And then Dick Advocate for a year He said but I went in to please them And impress them That's where I had to be He says now He says managers turn up for their work Having to impress the players mm-hmm. yeah. And it's wrong And I thought you know what I'd never heard anybody yeah. Making Pitch the simplicity that, mm-hmm. that But I thought you know what What a brilliant mm-hmm. thing to say And for me so so wrong yeah. But I think it's Well you know You're a yeah. manager Is that true? Is yeah, that a fair I reflection? There's, there's an element to that That if a, if a manager Players can almost Kind of wait to see What like yeah, You know what I mean They're almost kind of Judging you You know And if you particularly Get into a new club You know They're almost going to say Well okay let's see What you can come up with Rather than the players Straight away thinking Oh we'll make a, an impression On the mm-hmm. new manager mm-hmm. It's like Let's see if the manager Can make an impression on us yeah. So I think I think there is elements of that There's no, no doubt I think particularly the, the top level now uh, And that's the reason why I think uh, managers surround them at the top level, surround themselves with basically, you know, the co- team co- of, cover of their staff, yeah. staff because they don't want to leave anything to chance because if they do, the players will say, oh, we didn't do that or we didn't have this. So they've got huge entourages now of staff. It's the least we can do is try and jog some happy footballing mm-hmm. memories of years gone by at the moment. So we'll continue doing mm-hmm. that every night on this day. Let's speak to James in Devon at the moment. Hi, James. Hi everyone, how is everyone tonight? Bye James, how are you? James. I'm, I'm living a dream. I, um, <laughs> I've just been listening over the past um, few weeks about the virus and the impact on obviously society, but football, there's a football phone and um, it's very, it seems to be very kind of short-sighted on what we're looking at here. I mean, what we keep talking about is that, you know, September... October perhaps or July and August about the virus going away and then we get back to normal but it's not going to be like that you know this virus is going to come back it'll mutate albeit it'll mutate and come back in a week form potentially like other viruses um, until we get an immunization program set up and it's going to come back you know that's the reason why they're keeping the kids at school for the, the herd immunization you know they have low risk they'll get the virus they'll take it home to their fit parents they'll get the virus and then hopefully, like all these viruses, 
building immunity and you won't get it again for something in Japan has had it twice. So by just sitting on it now and not making act taking steps now to release these funds, whatever that decision is, whatever that decision is, without releasing those funds, other clubs are going to go at the wall. And if they don't go at the wall now, I mean, you just need to look at hearts, albeit they may have issues we don't know about. But if they don't take these steps now, if the teams don't go bust now, if it comes back next season, they certainly will do. So what we've got to do now is make decisive decisions, release the funds now, get an action plan in place, and mitigate going forward. No point in getting loans out now to pay the clubs now when we've got that money sitting there, you know, for prize money and for, you know, the money that the, the SPFL perhaps have got. We need to release those funds now because we'll need these funds again next year. And next year is when perhaps we should be looking at longer-term loans, getting together with the financial institutions and coming up with a kind of medium to long-term strategy. Because if we don't, you know, I think it was, was it somebody from the SPFL was talking about 20, 25 clubs perhaps going to the wall. It could be the end of Scottish football. And that's not being melodramatic. That's just a fact, you know, um, because this virus is coming back. Yeah, I, I see a lot of sense in, in what James is saying. I think the problem with that, Jim, is y- you might have to sort of cross those bridges when, when you come yeah. to them. T- clubs just need money right now. And, and whether the virus goes longer than people expect or whether it comes back, and a lot of what James says may well um, be true. I, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert. People just need, people want, maybe needs the wrong word, people want to deal with the here and now. I mean, there's a reason that the SPFL have released. This fund within 24 hours They're not, yeah. It's not as if they're saying End of the week Monday There's a reason That it's it's yeah. been Because, so because the clubs need it You know It's paramount For survival at, Right at this moment I mean James has come up With a variety of Things that might happen <laughs> But we, we have to we, We're governed by the, You know the science, the science That we get given Through the government And uh, through the Official bodies Not someone who can Suggest this might happen We don't know What's going to happen Whether it's one month, ten months, two years Whether all these things will, uh, will come back at another time But we can only deal with the situation as we have at the moment And at the moment is Scottish football is in a precarious financial footing Not unlike every pretty much every other business in the world At this moment in time You know, I mean, it doesn't matter where you work Whether it's airlines, whether it's you know the hotel industry, the hospitality industry You know, a multitude of industries are absolutely hanging on with their fingernails so we're all going to try and help at the moment And whether it's government aid Which was given by the Chancellor yesterday Or whether it's you know, financial aid Coming from the authorities the, the, you know, the government authorities of football Then whatever comes into football just now We have to survive for as long as we can As you say, six months down the line We might have to look at it again And there may well be losses to the football clubs There may well be a, a cull uh, in, in percentage wise but I don't think it's the end of Scottish football or any football for that matter. I think football will continue to survive once the health and safety of players, uh, you know, is 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 okay and, and we're ready to move forward. Again. James, some very very interesting points, but I'm afraid time has beaten us. We're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for getting in touch tonight. That was James and Devon. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. It is Beat the Pundit time That's your chance to win a signed ball If you can get more questions right than Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi All you have to do is call before 7 o'clock And you can get us on this number 0141 951 1025
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, the big news today, if you missed it, is that Hearts have... Offered And I keep saying that As if it's like An attractive <laughs> offer But they've offered Staff at the club A 50% wage cut In light of The financial difficulties Facing them At the moment uh, Any player Who doesn't feel like They can take it up Or doesn't want to uh, Can opt to have Their contract terminated Instead So already This football shutdown This coronavirus driven Football shutdown Is having a serious effect On some of our biggest clubs So I'm sure um, More may follow In the weeks and months Still to come So that's the big news That we've been Reflecting on The Scottish FA Have brought forward A £1.5 million payout To the clubs That was due later in the year That's going to be paid In the next 24 hours To try and alleviate Some of the pressure So those are just the Two of the big news stories today Anything else that's on your mind 01419511025 Let's do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's level for the week at the moment. Hugh Keevens lost his sign ball on Monday, as you would expect. Ah, I heard the tiebreaker. He did, he yeah, lost the yeah. tiebreaker. Um, Roger Hanna, of course, kept his last night. So it's all square at the moment. Let's see what Scott Indrum Chapel has for us. How are you tonight, Scott? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yep. Good stuff. I'm going to toss this coin, Scott. I think you've. What does the choice look like on a Wednesday? Have you got a favourite out of Mark and Jim as to who you would rather take on? Um, no, take any of them. That's, I like Man, that. I like very, that. I like that confidence. Down the back. Yeah, he's been self-isolating for four days, Scott. So he's been studying every Scottish football fact. <laughs> That's what he's not told you. Uh, heads, it's Mark. Tails, it's Jim. And it is Tails. Jim Duffy against Scott in Drumchapel. So I'm going to give you something else to listen to, Jim. So as he can't hear you anymore, Scott, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. And the only thing to remember is that you can pass, alright? Okay Good man, let's get stuck in Your time starts now Who was Celtic manager immediately before Martin O'Neill? John Barnes What year did Graham Souness join Rangers? 1986 Which club played at Shawfield until 1986? Clyde Name any of the two Scots that play for Fulham Tom Kearney Where did Gordon Strachan finish his playing career? Coventry City which German side did Aberdeen beat in the 1983 Super Cup final? Bush and Mitch What was St Mirren's old ground called? Love Street. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Uh, Jim, can you hear us? Yes. Great. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. yep. Okay, let's go. Who was Celtic manager immediately before Martin O'Neill? Oh, Gordon Strachan. What year did Graham Soonis join Rangers? 1986 Which club played at Shawfield until 1986? Clive. Name any of the two Scots who play for Fulham Kevin McDonald. Where did Gordon Strachan finish his playing career? Ooh, Leeds Which German side did Aberdeen beat in the 1983 Super Cup final? Uh, Bayern Munich What was St Mirren's old ground called? Love Street Which two teams play in the Ayrshire Derby? Uh, Commander on Air United <laughs> What a game that was That's what, This is one of the games of the season Scott How do you think you've done? Um, I might have beaten maybe one possibly uh, Who was the Celtic I don't know. Let's find out Who was Celtic manager <laughs> Immediately before Martin O'Neill yeah. John Barnes Alright ah, okay well, I, I, would, I would argue that Well were you going to say Kenny Dalglish? Yeah, yeah. yeah We're giving right. it John Barnes That's Kenny Dalglish 
And he's actually, he's always a caretaker manager though. Full time manager. Nah, I think I, I anyway. think if you've been right if, if Kendall Gleish won a trophy with Celtic, yeah, well, it was Kendall Gleish. Nah, he's, he's getting <laughs> it. It's definitely Kendall Gleish. Because if we, if it wasn't against the clock, I would have put, okay, I would have, fine. I would have I'll put full time in there if it wasn't no against the clock. I had actually in my head, I was going to give both. I was going to give either. But Jim yeah. said Gordon Strachan, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Well then, so it's one 0 to Scott. What year did Graham Soonest join Rangers? Eighty six. You both got it. So Scott stays in front by one. Which club played at Shawfield until nineteen eighty six? It was Clyde So Stays in front by one Scott Name any of the two Scots To play for Fulham Tom Kearney Jordan Archer Or Kevin McDonald So They're all level there as well uh, Three Scots yeah. Exactly I don't, I don't know why Producer Andy put three uh, Two down there But anyway It doesn't really matter uh, Where did Gordon Strachan Finish his playing career? Coventry yeah. Scott got that so I, I knew he was at Coventry I wouldn't have if, if he played I knew he was manager for a while So we're on five for Scott at the moment And three for you Jim Duffy right. Which German side did Aberdeen beat in the 83 Super Cup final? None of you got it Hamburg It was Hamburg So was what was St Mirren's old ground called? Love Street You both mm-hmm. got it Jim Duffy still trailing You didn't get on to question eight, Scott. Jim did. Which two teams play in the Ayrshire Derby? Kilmarnock and Ayr. Jim Duffy gets it, takes him up to five, but Scott gets six. Mm. What a game that was. was An 11-goal thriller. And Scott and Drumchapel, you are the winner. The sign ball is on its way. Well done, Scott. Thanks very much. Well done, Scott. Well done, Scott. Even though John Barnes wasn't the right, Scott. I'm not not, not (laughs) honestly (laughs) great number or anything like that. You should have done me. You shouldn't have put in questions like that with it. You behave. Line up. And also I was going to be a good sport If if you had said Kenny Dalglish I would have given you He said Gordon Strachan So There is is no issue here Listen You can't say that Like Who who was the first man To climb uh, Mount Everest Oh we'll just say anybody It doesn't matter It's wrong It's wrong (laughs) In the list of Permanent Celtic managers You will not find Kenny Dalglish on there well, you, okay. the question should have said permanent, permanent manager. Yeah, right. yeah but see when, see when you're up against thir- 30 seconds on the clock, you're trying to get through it a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you guys forget who makes the rules in here. I know. Honestly. Listen, we just adhere to the rules. And it's not me either, it's producer Andy. <laughs> we have to adhere to them. But, um, exactly, do what you're told, for goodness sake. 0141 951 1025. Believe it or not, um, there are some good stories com- coming out of all this. There, there are some really good examples of. Football coming together and, and, and football clubs and, and players and big clubs and wee clubs Pulling in the one direction And trying to make a difference At this difficult time for everyone So we're going to look at A classic example of that Very soon But let's speak to Colin In Nitz Hill first What sort of solution Have you got for us Colin? Penalty shootouts <laughs> All remaining fixtures Played to the penalty shootouts Right Okay And it's simple I mean Players are a safe distance apart You know I'd I can't come up with many negatives except obviously as a last resort it's not what we want to see but it's in the game already that's what it's there for to decide to decide the winners so it could go to penalty shootouts I like the Sorry, fact that I like going then just put a wee bit more meat in the bone so you still go to like whatever the, the stadium is due to be played and you just go straight to a penalty shootout Aye. yeah by the way it's not the worst shout not, not well, it is obviously a bit out there though. I like Colin's confidence in it where he can't see any negatives. And, and if it's a you don't you don't go to a tie break because you, you take the five and if you win, you've won. And if you don't, if it's a draw after five kicks and it's a draw, that's how you oh, decide well. the one point. 
By the way, it's not the worst shout, Colin. Not the worst shout at all. There's, 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 there's no, um, you know, like I say, going, going to the, the knockout phase of it, of it, you know what I mean? Like a sudden death, you think? No, because then it would be a draw, that's how you get the one points. point. Yeah. And uh, maybe we just need what, to... What we'd... about the teams have still got play? So they, they are still the same. So Thistle, for instance, have got that game in hand. They would just play that as a penalty shout as well. Yes, uh, apparently so. In Colin's mind uh, In terms of social distancing But do both teams usually stand on the halfway line? Would you need to uh, adjust that well, slightly? Would you send a one-to-one touch line One to the other? Either go Because normally they're told to, to go for safety reasons Or that kind of stuff but then just they go either go that's, that, that's, a, that's a great And you can, you can have yeah. them simultaneous Yeah, you go Yeah, you can go You can have a countdown you So know, both goalies are, are, are saving yeah. Are trying to save kicks at the same time Yeah, exactly Yeah because they, Split camera Aye that's oh, it. I can see it Colin Split camera. I hope you've trademarked this mm-hmm. Colin You're going to make a fortune uh, I've been screaming at the radio For five <laughs> years I've all the boys in the world So I need you to get it out there So hopefully you can get it out there Can you get drama I'm You seriously I'm going serious. for this? I don't think Listen It's an absolute Last resort But for me what would I rather do To settle it somewhere Would I rather have that Or would I rather the season Be declared null and void Or would I rather hand out Trophies and relegation Just now Without having something I would rather do that Than the other two options Can I've you imagine In this place This mm-hmm. city of all cities yeah. The level of scrutiny That would be placed on Whether the goalie Was one centimetre Off his line mm-hmm. or not If it was the penalty That decided so the title So you've got VAR as well oh. We can implement VAR Aren't you all Honestly <laughs> oh, Colin. Listen, Again you could, you could do it Because you could just have One stadium and just all the teams just go there. Oh, that's too many people. That's social distancing. That's, no, I'm that's talking never about. Work. So you know, after an hour, you have a half hour break. Next hour, another team comes in. Next hour, so on and so. Listen, either way, as a football decision, which Colin is trying to make here, I think that's that's the point that Colin's yeah, making Champions here. Champions League that finals, World made, Cup finals are decided. Uh, it's on it. made on a footballing um, decision rather than so a Colin, bureaucratic Colin, decision. Are we, are we going to send Kilmarnock to Ross County, for instance, just for a two minute penalty shootout? Whatever, whatever simpler Let them meet in the middle Let them decide to, Together yes. We need to come to uh-huh. You know We need to come to agree I love it get, I, get love it, it I love it for it's madness Why don't we take it a step further Why don't we make Stuff it Even, is a, a, even more mad As a football manager yeah. would, would you rather It was decided On paper by a decision Or would you rather Even do something like Colin suggested No that's what I'm saying I'd rather that There was a football Point of it Rather than a, a, a Bureaucratic decision You know Some administrator says Well this is what we're going to do And you think no, that, that, that That's totally Unfair that, Listen Taking all the scenarios out and someone puts this one in To be fair we it's, had a it's, it's, it's one of the better ones We had Pools panel last yeah. night So this is yeah, This well, is surely yeah. This is surely We did We yeah. had a Pools panel yeah. suggestion yeah, They used to do that didn't they as well for Can we not course. take it a stage further though Because I do I think Colin's on to something But maybe just for added drama Was it the MLS Or the The Initial stages of what was the MLS yeah. where they used to do the old run from the halfway line. Ten seconds to score or six seconds to score. Something. Yeah, that's I mean, real you drama. It, you see it now at half time. You know, for a for a few. I like the, that. The less athletic fans sometimes. <laughs> Dressed as the club's them. mascot. Uh, yeah. So you know, listen, there's a lot. You're just taking it to another yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. You know, he does. Colin, he's not having it. Colin, Colin, this is not showbiz. This is showbiz. This is Gordon Duncan taking that to an yeah. extreme. I think the the the, the principle of it. Uh-huh. Is is a better solution than many put that way. Good stuff. That was Colin, uh, and it's Hill oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to get in touch tonight. You can speak to us on the phone as well. Uh, we are at Clyde SSB. Sorry, that was Twitter at Clyde SSB. What I did want to to try and and touch on and wanted to give this a bit more attention, to be honest. But with the breaking news at Hearts, 
Um, things have been shifted around a little bit And I think it was obviously important That, that we, we touched on that breaking situation But um, It is encouraging that in these dark times Some of the things that the football fans And football clubs are doing To try and make make the best of what is a worrying situation And I'm sure many of you Have seen it today A statement that Nairn County um, Put on Now Nairn County If you flick through their Twitter feed They'll usually get sort of 8 likes, 10 likes, 20 likes 50 likes if they're lucky mm-hmm. On something that they, they've put on Twitter This statement at the moment Has almost 5,000 likes And it's Quite lengthy But I'll, I'll skip over it And it starts off It reads nice as well It says Bill Shankly once said Football is not a matter of life and death It's more important than that Mr Shankly was wrong It says It's a trying time for the club The town and the country In this regard we're aware We've not just football But wider responsibilities so, You know it says you know, No games No training Everyone gets that Um since forming your committee several years ago We've been conscious that whilst enjoying good days We must be aware Bad days may still come again So in that regard We budgeted for these over the years To make allowances for tougher times Placing at the sage guidance of our treasurer Some monies from transfers Sponsors Other income away To safeguard our future The rainy days have come And we are ready for them Which is incredible Because you, well, you can't predict times exactly like these But at rainy days We can confirm Wages will continue to be paid in full To all players all staff and we will continue to meet our bills and due costs Now to our wider responsibilities it says When we were in financial trouble years ago We asked the community for help and the community responded We remember this and now it's our turn to repay that debt In the coming days we will be in touch with local businesses To pay forward what we can for the coming season So they'll have cash um, Further we've got Well we've got no football We're going to demote their social media channels To advertising local businesses And encouraging people to shop local Consider making hotel bookings and, and so on in the future And with regards to the fans Where we're not playing um, If we can help on a Saturday With anyone in self-isolation Be it picking up your shopping Getting your prescription Even just walking the dog Drop us a message And we'll sort something out for you mm. Nairn County Brilliant oh, Absolutely brilliant I love good, that isn't it? That's just proper Proper community yeah, spirit. Right. Good on them. Yeah, you can't you can't praise that highly enough. And and and, and a lot of people should take um, lead from that. You know, in terms of one preparing. You know, and, and making sure that you've got something from a, a rainy day. You know, in 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 the pot. But also the response to to saying that like, we needed help and we got it, but we just didn't forget about it. Yeah, now it's our turn, and we can, and we have an opportunity to repay yeah. some of that. I mean, to me, that's what, as I said, but I mentioned earlier on, Gordon, when we're talking about football at the very start of the program, I said it's, it brings so much to communities. But that's that, that for it's me, there is in an essence, you know, that, that, that whole community togetherness, what the football club means to the community and what the community means to the football club, it's in tandem. And, and I, I, I think for me, whoever has come up with this and whoever's come up with the statement and the, the, the directors and, and the board at um, Nairn deserve an enormous amount of credit and praise for that. And, and I hope they get it. You just said 5,000 likes and I'm sure it'll mm. continue to grow. But when it all settles down, then somewhere along the line, a wee award should be going Absolutely. to that club A wee local community Well award it's this man That's responsible Or partly Treasurer Ian Finlayson We caught up with him A bit earlier on Bad times had come And there was financial uh, Tibbles to, to deal with And we had to go Out to the community And say We need your help We need your help For this club to survive And the community stepped up in, in so many different ways I can't tell you All of that has contributed And we remember that At this time There's people Who are losing their jobs there's people who are going out of business. There's people who can't afford to uh, to be 
bailing out football clubs. So football is, in the grand scheme of things, not that important at the moment. We've been able to put away some money over the past few years, and be a, a small percentage of transfers, of sponsorships, of raffles and race nights and all sorts of things. And we literally call that a rainy day fund. And we've been able to use that fund to not only maintain the wages and pay our bills, which we're delighted to be able to do, but to do a little bit more, to reach out to some businesses and say, well, you're the guys who who have helped us, and can we do something for you in terms of uh, paying a, a couple of months of the, the season? In terms of what we would normally buy off you, can we buy that in advance just to give you the cash flow? So if we can help people just even for the day or or for an hour with the shopping or with with the dogs or whatever we can do, that's not just paying back, that's doing what you you should be doing in your community. And if we can help somebody, put a smile on their face just for a wee while, great. And seriously, well done to everyone involved I'm not alone by the way And I don't mean to leave anyone out So many good examples And if we've missed any Tell us about them Because it's good to try and celebrate these things Well we can I noticed Inverness manager John Robertson Players, management staff Are going to deliver £1,000 worth of food And household essentials To senior citizen season ticket holders They're asking for donations Um, I noticed Motherwell fans involved with one of their fanzines Offering to deliver food to vulnerable people Hoping to set up some sort of hotline number For people to contact in the coming days And then even right at the top uh, level Roman Abramovich If you saw this paying for for NHS staff to sleep in the Chelsea Hotel Mm -hmm. Whilst they go about their business So good to see football trying to come together And make a small bit of difference We're Mm -hmm. going to speak to John and Kilmarnock And the full-time tees are all coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're going to speak to John and Kilmarnock very soon uh, Who's been hanging on patiently uh, The previous caller who wanted penalty shootouts mm-hmm. To decide the season There's got quite a bit of debate going mm-hmm. uh, On Twitter, Black ST What a belter of an idea How exciting would that be? You could play it over a week Involve all the leagues Make it a mini tournament Fair way to decide the outcome mm-hmm. of all teams Stevie McDonald says They mad American style run-in penalties mm-hmm. That's what Stevie's after <laughs> uh, I quite like that um, Lots of... Um, I noticed that Tina McDade is on the she, She's not happy about the discussion She's been very very rude about it actually <laughs> And I know she's liked her own tweet though Which maybe sort of tells your own story So we'll leave that one there Let's give you tonight's teaser um, You've got quite a difficult one tonight I'm going to just count them up And make sure we've got the right number We don't want a steward's inquiry One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Okay, eight, nine, ten Eleven players Non-Scots Who've scored a hat-trick In the Scottish Premiership For a non-Old Firm team I love a non-Scots Who scored a hat-trick For a non-Old Firm team In the Premiership So that's the 13-14 season So that's the, the Premiership era So 11 non-Scots Have scored at least one hat-trick In the Scottish Liam Premiership Boyce. Yes, Liam Boyce Adam Rooney uh-huh. I'm sure he'll be there when I turn over this bit of paper Where is he? Yes, he is there Billy McKay? No, I don't think so um, I think... Good question that um, That is okay. a good Alright, we'll leave it there Christian because, Deutsch uh, Yes, Christian mm. Deutsch has done it uh, this season Let's speak to John Because he's been hanging on very patiently John, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, how's things, lads? Not bad, John. Uh, what it is, is um, I'm just as surprised as uh, Jim Duffy when um, it, it was announced today that Hearts 
um, are threatening to cut the wages by 50%. Um, obviously, I mean, you need to plan and Guy Fee and to come out lock on to it and say the day that they'll be all right for a wee while. It's just a, two questions. Is, has the SPL got jurisdiction to check clubs' books, financial books? Well, I don't think... If, if they're paying too much wages, because I think the likes of Hearts, they must be paying a few quid to the likes of Naismith at Piezo uh, when Whelan was there and the boy uh, Washington. Um, and even even Fraser, Fraser Wishart with the Players' Union, I know I've not involved more than players in this occasion, but whether they can, any jurisdiction to look at books and see if it's a kind of sport integrity that they're actually spending more money than what they're going to uh, receive in gates and such like. Now you've got the financial fair play, um, you know, John, that uh, comes into play for all, all clubs and there has to be a percentage, I think it's 43% of your income or something like that has to come through through footballing side of it rather than endorsements and sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. I'm not exactly sure, so I, I might be wrong with a bit, but it, th- there's a, a decent um, percentage of that has to be. So, yeah, I mean, it is. You can't you can't just, I mean, I know clubs in the past have went into administration and obviously there are penalties, severe penalties now. I mean, they've increased over the years. Um, it used to be points deductions, you know, and then they, that increased and then now you can, you know, we've, we've seen it with, with other clubs that they can they can be demoted and all these sort of things. So it's it's one of those situations where, yeah, clubs take, have to look after the, the, the balance of books and the, the, the authorities do and are aware because all the contracts are lodged. So if you keep lodging all these contracts and, 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 and the, the money becomes, uh, you know, too too much, uh, to facilitate, then of course um, you know they, they will step in. So yeah, there is there is a there is a. I mean, it is a, unlikely a, a, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's quite it's quite yeah. a high threshold, I would imagine, because a lot of. Cl- I think maybe we're missing the the bigger picture here, though, John. I, I guess your sort of question is is a leading one to say that clubs wouldn't be in this situation if they weren't spending so much on wages. But is is this whole thing? Is it not about more than that? Look at the size of some of the companies that are going to be in trouble. We're talking. Massive multi-million, multi-billion pound companies that will be hit by this Small businesses, medium-sized businesses So I feel as if the accusation that You know, you, you could have maybe seen this coming and cut your cloth Is a bit harsh But, but as a football programme mm-hmm. um, So you're basically going to talk about football You're not going to talk about big businesses not no, I'm not asking you to talk about big businesses John What I'm saying is This is hitting absolutely everyone So surely football clubs should be given a bit more understanding Rather than to say Oh well you shouldn't have been paying your players so much uh, But but maybe if it was maybe a wee bit later on Into the shutdown um, Instead of one game I'd maybe had a wee bit more Kind of yeah, more sympathy, yeah. I, I, I agree with you John I must admit I agree with you I, th- I know where you're coming from I think that uh, you know, there, there was obviously... I mean, they, they, they've come out and said that they need at least a million pounds. So that, that must have been... You know, there must have been, you know, you know a, a financial difficulty there anyway. Um, so for me, I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a very quick situation. And, and I think that's because Hearts can't afford to wait too much longer. And I think, as I said before, I've got no problem Anne Budge making decisions she's got to make. Tough they may be. But I do agree that... You know, maybe in the bigger picture they could have been looking at it because they've got to remember they've probably don't get me wrong they've probably brought things in that they didn't anticipate they had they've had two managers as yep, a third manager exactly. so they've had to pay off managers they've had to pay off staff they've had to pay off key players who were under contract so there's probably been a lot of finance that they didn't budget for over the last few months so I do get elements of that 
Um, you, nothing, it's something you didn't foresee And then this has obviously come up So I've got a bit of sympathy for Hearts But I do think it was very quick In, in terms of how how they've uh, how they've dealt with it I mean I, I don't mind John's In an ideal world that, that does sound great Mark But unfortunately where we're at Clubs Clubs cut it, cut it fine The length and breadth of the country Big clubs, small clubs, medium sized clubs All all do it And that's that's the problem You then You hit with a Truly unprecedented situation That's hitting every Walk of life And you find yourself In a bit of bother Yeah You know club As you say Gordon They'll take it right To the last penny That the bank Allows them Or the chief executive Allows whatever You know And that's uh, Whether that's to win a title To win promotion To avoid relegation You know Whatever it may be they, They'll Try and spend Every penny Possible um, to go and do that And if you're You know It'll leave them Right on the edge um, As hearts appear to be At the moment But I, I'm, I'm You know I'm not going to criticise Any business Because Okay this is football club But it's still a business Because you look at it, we say, There's a government bailout Of 330 yeah. billion For businesses You know So to then Single out a football club And sat, criticise them for it I don't think So I would flip it the other way And say And budge has been a very successful businesswoman for God knows how many years. She is doing this with the best interests of, of hearts. This isn't for her to make money in a share issue no. and run away. This is about keeping her club uh, afloat. So I'm, I would flip that against what John says and actually say, well, fair play to her. It's a, listen, it'll be an unpopular um, decision that she's made in terms of in the dressing room and with staff because you're asking them to take 50% 50, 50 of the money off them. But if it's the right thing to do to save the club, she's got to do it. Do you know what I hope doesn't get lost in all this as well is the deserved sympathy for the non-playing staff because it'll never yeah. it'll never get the headlines and, and know that the, and, and understand that. But you know, people they're talking about maintaining, making sure that no one falls below the the living wage. So that means people are going you, to be right if, on that line. If then. you read between yeah. the lines, there are people in the in that club earning mid thirty thousand pounds a year mm-hmm. that are going to have that cut in yeah. half. Yeah. And you know the people that, that we won't know will will never have heard of mm. and are going to experience yeah. seriously dark so, times. So what's it could and, and I'm not going to be dramatic here. It might be maybe two, three, four months down the line, but she's trying to take action now. What's the alternative? Earning nothing, you're in administration. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Twenty uh, seconds, lads. Sure. See, see, the only thing I'll disagree you with was the amount of managers I've had. And Budget is a, a, a terrific businesswoman, but. She really made a hash of the Craig Levine, Austin, of the fellow McPhee, Austin McPhee, the yeah. manager, still have the name on board, Austin McPhee. So look at look at the actual finances that she she basically messed up regarding her stalking Craig Levine, Austin McPhee, bringing Stendhal in. Um, John, what was, what was an alternative the then to Craig Levine and, and Austin McPhee? Because they're under contract, so what's the alternative? Well, I'm no... I'm not up to that bit of wisdom, no, So, so you can't say that. That's unfair to say She's made a hash of it Because all she did As a chief executive For a chairwoman Was hire a manager She felt it didn't work And she hired another manager Now her alternative May have been Giving Craig Levine a, a, The nine months money That was due And a winner But you know She, she stopped I'm going to actually Utilise this wage And try and see If she can help, help me in, in other departments So again I don't think she deserves To be criticised for that She made a managerial decision That didn't work out that happens all the time in football Interesting stuff Thank you very much John In Kilmarnock Let's speak to I'll tell you what We're going to speak to Hartley and Hamilton But quickly we'll check in On this teaser Looking for 
11 non-Scottish players that have scored a hat-trick for a non-Old Firm team in the Scottish Premiership since the beginning of the 13-14 season. You've got Liam Boyce, Adam Rooney, Christian Doidge. Louis Moult. Louis Moult. Yes. Um, Kane Hemmings. Brilliant, well done. Yeah. Ah, the brilliant, damn great shout. What about uh, Paul Heffernan? No. I'll try one Sam more. Crosgrove? No. Florin Camberry? Yes. All right, we will leave it there. Let's speak to Hartley in Hamilton. Hi, Hartley. How do you do? Hartley McGivin, Hamilton, Rangers supporter, and a clock in the Aggies quite often live close to the ground. Good on you. What anyway, you what's on your mind? Uh, trying to solve this problem. <laughs> Good luck. I do see a problem about the leagues getting finished. What we have to do is cancel next year's league until this year's league's finished. Assuming, for instance, we get to October and we're told we can play football again. Between October and November, we finish this season. And we get, we know what we've got, we've got five months next year till May and maybe December, and we adjust the league to suit for the following year. Everyone will be happy. Dundee United will be happy. Hearts will be happy unless they get relegated. Celtic will be happy because I think they'll win it. And Rangers will have a gripe. And it goes right down the line till Breakin City are involved. Oh, don't bring Mark Wilson in on this. We'll need to get his take tomorrow. Um, I think Hartley's singing from the same hymn sheet as you. Yeah. Certainly, Jim. And I think, Mark, you're in agreement. Yeah, I mean, for me, as I said before, it's just get it done whenever it can get done. But there is, Hartley, you know, there's, there is a complication of contractual situation. I mean, players' contracts are run out. You know, uh, and at a time, it's not at the end of a season. It doesn't say at the end of a season. And if that season continues to September or, you know, whenever, it'll say, you know, 9th the, of June, the, the I think Fraser said to you. The 9th of June. So when the players' contracts are up on the 9th of June, then you don't start playing until July or August. All of those clubs might have a problem with the players. That will be the biggest issue um, around it. But I, I said, again, personally, I think that players will understand the situation. I think we discussed, make this discussion well in advance. So as we can get over this hurdle, and I think it can be resolved. And again, I think the authorities have to look at this as, as um, you know, extenuating circumstances and look at the transfer windows and the the period of time we can allow contracts to run. And I think if if you get round that administrative side, then I, I'm the same as you. I think that the just just finish it whenever it can be finished, and then have a, a mini break, cancel the winter break next year. Even for the bigger teams, cancel it for January. That that's that. I don't. I think that's a big hardship to them. Play a few extra midweek games to get the the, the 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 new season up and running. Perhaps even cancel one of the cup competitions, the league cup or something. Possibly. I mean, I know it's sponsorship and that stuff. But if you had to sacrifice mm. something yeah. before a ball was kicked, because that's due to start could, in the middle of July, yeah, you could sacrifice the Betfred. If if something had to be sacrificed for me, that would be the least. Um, you know. Uh, you know, but, all, but the, all thing, of it. the thing about Again, that, you've got sponsorship and understand Jim, it's, all it's that. the one tour at the moment that's got a sponsor for next year. Yeah, our league that. doesn't have a sponsor for next year, nor does our Scottish Cup. No. Again, so my, can, listen, again, I, I know, financially, I'm just saying if you had we to, can't throw away if that, something that had to give, then I would. Again, I could maybe you can maybe move it. Further. I certainly move it. You can move, move it further it. back. You can. I, move but I don't. You can do it because you can't. You can't lose that money to the game. You can move it. Move it to March or something. What do you think, Hartley? Uh, the only thing, another thing that may be a problem is Europe. But when you look at it, we're all in the same boat. Because yeah. nobody's playing football in Europe. Mm. Um, and it would be very difficult uh, for Europe to keep doing what they're doing 
uh, or have done under the circumstances if this plans out. But we're all in the same boat. Yeah, but, I, I think the thing, Mark, because, and I know there are a lot of obstacles, contracts and, and loads of other things, but if I can conveniently skip over them just to make the conversation a bit shorter... There does seem to be this real obsession about next season, you know, and how we do stuff before we get next season underway. Are we putting too much attention on next season instead of worrying about how we get this? Yeah, because like, like I say, you know, at the moment this is the 18th of March, and we've now been given till the end of June to finish a season. Now I think you can finish a season maximum three weeks if you really had to, and I know sports scientists will be throwing their arms up in the air, but really you could finish the current season. And three weeks max If you really needed to So therefore I don't see the rush To make a decision just now Or to be looking ahead At what might be coming In July, August, September If we get to the start of June There's still not a ball being kicked I think we've got a major problem But the start of June Is What, ten weeks away? So I think Let's see how things develop But for me There is not a rush To make a decision no rush to make a decision Okay Hartley and Hamilton Thank you very much For getting in touch We really appreciate your call You have a few left What have you got One, two, three, four mm. Five left on this teaser Give me one, uh, one, one name each I'll try one more Scott Vernon That's a great shout Well mm-hmm. done Well done um, Michael Hallam No Okay we'll leave it there And we'll take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com We're on the home stretch tonight With Mark Guiri and Jim Duffy Trying our best to keep you company Give somewhat of a football fix During this difficult period um, A little bit abnormal In what's going to be abnormal times I know many of you will Have this as part of your nightly routine So hopefully we're here For the foreseeable future What we have every night As you will know Is the full time teaser mm. And it's a bit of a race against the clock For the guys to come up with the questions That you send in So it could be a long couple of months Keep the questions coming in Please <laughs> full time At Clyde1.com And I spoke to someone at the weekend And they put that obvious question What on earth are you going to talk about? Yeah on Super Scoreboard for the coming weeks And they suggested to me Why not just stretch the full-time teaser Can you name the last 200 players <laughs> To score for X, Y or Z And we would be here all night But I tell you, sorry Gordon, I get interrupted With a belter this morning It was our last ever game of, of six or six So we've shut down Well, the ex-pros game, is yeah, it? Yeah, and uh, Chris victim. Boyd came up with a belter So um, Can you save it? Well, if you want, I'll put it out there, and you can. Or do you want me? But nah, save it. Because... Little, but there's forty-one answers. Oh no, I'm kind of forty-one. But no, it's brilliant though because we just sat and we eventually got it was myself, Alan McCoy's Kenny Brannigan, and Alec Ray, and it was since the um, no, don't, don't. English Premiership started. Forty-one clubs have been relegated. Name them. Oh, right, we're all doing brilliant. that. Right, we'll, that, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. We're going on the telly just now. Exactly. Now, if you're going to be sitting there for forty-one, we'll do that on another day. Um, <laughs> You've got since the start of the 13 14 mm. Premiership season, 11 non Scots have scored a hat trick for a non old firm team. So, guys like Scott Vernon, Liam Boyce, Kane Hemmings, Louis Moult, Adam Rooney, and Florian Camberry. Oh, we think there's um, one we've had the one before, is it? And a different, a different yeah. question, but Cody Cook. Brilliant. Well done. St. Mirren against India, I think it was the yeah, last game of the season. Well done. That's a great shout. I think that's the hardest one. Was it? Uh, well, nah, um, not quite, to be fair. Right. The, the, the other one, there. I think, I'm, again, we're just looking for. Now I'm again? No. No. And the other one we thought of was Eremenko from Kamala. No. Ooh, Three right. to go. Let's right. speak to Kenny, who's a Hearts fan. Potentially a big, big night, big week, big couple of months for your team. Kenny, what have you made of tonight's breaking news? Ah. Uh, Listen, I just think that uh, 
Rory need a reality check really Hiya guys uh, We need a reality check with this You know I mean John the caller saying they're uh, Hearts of, of asked their players uh, Or de- demanded their players to take a 50% They've only asked And Budge only put it out there to ask And you look at play- uh, teams today Like Patrick Thistle and Ray Rovers You know they're, 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 they're actually begging for money uh, I think we, we really need to Look at the reality of this Because I would worry more for like see bigger teams with sitting with big massive stadiums that are empty every week. You know what I mean? Let's let's balance it all out and just uh, all stick together and uh, keep football alive to as long as we can. Yeah, it's a nice sentiment, Kenny. We certainly wouldn't argue with it, but it, you know it's it's quite a big deal that Hearts, who are one of our bigger clubs, and you you mentioned you know that it's it's not mandatory, but the players are the players have got two choices: take a fifty percent wage cut or terminate the contract, and and this is the same for. For staff who will be earning smaller amounts of money as well, so it's quite a big deal. Gordon, what was the where was uh, the, the name slipped my? Is it Barnet or something last night? Barnet, uh, yeah, Barnet. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting listening to the, the chairman of the team, and he said he, he was talking about you know it's going down to bar staff and cleaners and players and coaches and everything like that. And he said, I just can't, I can't fund them for the next sixty days. You know what I mean? Uh, so he gave them their notice and, and, and that is the reality It's a business at the end of the day I know it's football and sport But without a crowd Without people going to watch the games There's nothing mm-hmm. No, I think Kenny the, the, the difficulty is that When it comes to football You know, people As I said before They, they, they kind of put them in a different perspective Or they put a different perspective Sometimes in football But it's not It's just it's just a, it's a, The fact is that The hearts employ You know a lot of people at the football club and they're trying to safeguard as many jobs as they possibly can. You know, you can have the rights or the wrongs where you think that, you know, they're, you know, they're living within their means and all that kind of stuff. But at th- th- this moment in time, Ann Budge is trying their best to safeguard as many jobs as she possibly can. And that won't, believe me, that won't just be the football side that's affected. That will be all the administrative staff, as you say, or the, or the other staff that, uh, um, the, that facilitate the club. So, you know, trying to keep a club like Hearts uh, going is expensive, but the players have to understand that if they were in any other walk of life, they would probably have to look at the situation by a more pragmatic approach rather than a, a, an emotional approach. The thing about players, have they, they do have contracts, they're all agents, their agents will be on to um, various clubs to see. Some of the players will benefit from it in the long term because they're good players and they'll get, they'll get bigger, you know, other clubs, but a lot of the players will definitely suffer. So for me, keep, Try and keep the club and as many people employed for as long as we possibly can. And I think that that's what Ann Budge is trying to do. How do you see this playing out, Kenny? And I appreciate that is a very difficult question to answer. Uh, I'm really hoping that the majority of us all pull through healthy. Uh, and then we, we, we start trying to rebuild, you know what I mean? Try to get things going again. Because don't forget, guys, it's not just football, it's golf, it's basketball, it's rugby, it's kids' leisure, you know. I, I, my kids are missing the swimming lessons tonight uh, because everyone, you know, and that's that's just a trivial thing. I've got a disabled daughter come Friday. She's going to be uh, <laughs> known a very good way because her, it's all routine for her school. And if she's not good school, then there's an absolute meltdown. So fingers crossed I can stay in this caravan longer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing. And that's going to be the constant battle for everyone. I'm never going to pretend that this is the be all and end all, that it's all about football. No. And I, I feel like. I feel like a dafty for constantly repeating it, but 
And and know there are more important things, but at the same time, you know that that's also what we're yeah, here we're for. Still, him but we still have to have a life, and people still have to live. And you've got your football, you've got your passion, you've got your team, your support, and you know there's nothing to matter with that. I mean, we don't have to just uh, you know you know crawl into a bunker and disappear for the next six months, Gordon. You know what I mean? You know it's okay to talk about football and okay to have a laugh and a joke and a yep. carry on. You know we don't we don't have we understand the serious of the situation. Everybody that we're not trying to underplay. And that. the Nairn County thing was a great example, yeah. wasn't it? Because we can actually yeah. see that football. Can yeah. be used as a vehicle for, for good and for yeah. positivity in, in yeah. difficult times. Ah, that's it was a nice wee story, it really was, yeah, for sure. Uh, certainly. Well, right, Kenny, yeah. thanks a lot for taking the time to call tonight. That was Kenny the Jambo uh, calling from Airdrie. Just to recap, if you've just been if you've been joining it, if you've just joined us, I should say, easy for me to say. I don't know where you've been, but if you're just joining us, Hearts have announced tonight that they've offered 50% wage cuts to all staff. Um, they say that the alternative is termination of contract So clearly this coronavirus driven football shutdown Is already starting to bite and bite hard at one of our biggest clubs So I don't think we've heard the end of this I would imagine we'll hear a bit more from the club Maybe from PFA Scotland and so on in the coming days So make sure you tune in And we'll try and keep you right across everything On tonight's teaser though you have just a couple of answers left And let me remind you If you want to hear your question on the show The address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com Please keep the questions coming Can you name the 11 players Non-Scots Who've scored a Scottish Premiership hat-trick For a non-Old Firm team So by Premiership We mean from the 13-14 season onwards I think you've got three to get I'm toiling yeah, I'm, I'm the same I think it's got to be somebody that Hibs Hibs was always a side I always think Yes For a while one. Scored, scored a few goals And there's one at Hibs There's one Hibs player You've not got Ian Doyle No He's after him But he's not there anymore He's from the southern hemisphere Very much So Oh I was going to Martin Boyle But he's still there No who was the guy That had the middle of the park No striker Not Mark Milligan The striker I can't think of him Right okay There's one that's playing And scoring goals In our premiership right now And funny that I say non-Scott because you never know He might actually pledge His oh, football allegiance to us Yes Lyndon Diggs uh, What about a Ross County one Scored some big goals for them I'm thinking one in cup so competitions we, 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 as well We mentioned Ross County We almost think Dutch Billy Mackay, He was Dutch Van der No yeah. And I think Yeah I think it was a striker Maybe sort of played off a side as well Did he not score one of their Rafael cup? De Villa? No He no. scored one of their cup final goals I think I've he did uh, Alex Schalke Ah, wouldn't well, have got a good wee player, one, yeah. yeah. What about the Hibs one, Australian striker? No, I'm toiling. I know it is, but initials. Quite, yeah. Uh, <laughs> J M Mick. It's quite a Scottish sounding surname. Hey. Josh. Jamie. Uh, Mick No, no, no. no. <laughs> I've, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. His dad was a famous uh, player. Quick. Jamie Mick. Ross, Ross, his dad was Ross McLaren, Jamie McLaren McLaren. Thanks to Jim and Mark, we're back Mm -hmm. tomorrow with Gordon and Mark Wilson And Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com